Aloha. Mm -hmm. Aloha. And welcome to Wisdom Dialogues with Hope Johnson. Yeah. Coming to you from Upper Kapoho mm -hmm. on the beautiful big island of Hawaii. Yay! <laughs> Yay, everyone. Ah. Who's enjoying the show? Isn't it a good show? Netflix, we got real life. So mellow. Yeah. Here anyway. And it's and it's all for awakening. It's all for awakening the mind. It's all for releasing fear. And basically, release of fear comes with willingness to change your perception, to change your mind about what you think you see. see? What people tend to burden themselves with is thinking that they have to change their behavior to change themselves. But that doesn't do anything because it's not going to change your mind. And you don't have any choice over what you do. So it gives you an illusion that you can control that. that you can control your expression. And as if that's going to lead to something that you want. There's lots of ways that's expressed. Lots of different ways that that's expressed. I mean... When I was a kid, the way I would see it all the time is my parents would say, okay, my diet starts on Monday. That's how it's like mm -hmm. control, trying to control whatever it is. But the discontent that makes it so that it's like, okay, I'm going to write my book every day. I'm going to write my book every day or whatever it is. I'm going to play my guitar every day. I'm going to practice yoga every day, whatever it is. The discontent that's there, that seeming lack, that makes us want to change something on the surface, it's being, it's being denied. It's being denied. The energy is being denied. It's being shoved down because then it's as if you can do something to make yourself feel better. And there's nothing that you're ever going to do that's going to get you there. You might get a sense of relief because you're like, oh, I did all the things I wanted to do today but the guilty consciousness is still going to come back it's going to keep on coming back until there's willingness to change your mind if you're feeling any kind of upset any kind of confusion any kind of something's missing or something should be better that's the part where you're asked to offer that up not look for things to make you feel better about yourself not look for ways that you can feel better about yourself. That's never going to work. And the whole illusion, everything that's arising, everything that's showing itself, and everything, everyone, every person is all there to help you to make that choice. So everyone's giving a gift. And everything you perceive, all the circumstances, everything else, it's all there so that you could make that choice to see things differently. 
That's all it really comes down to. It's this getting tripped up in thinking we're this body and need to control the body somehow. That's not, that's not what's going on here, though. The body is just one object in the brain's projection of the whole world. And it's not personal. So where the mind gets caught up in thinking that it is that body and wants to control that body's action, the mind cannot be possibly be making a choice to see things differently right now. When the mind's making a choice to control the body's actions, the mind is saying what I think to be true is true. It's not accepting another interpretation. And this happens all day long. There's all these different waves of information. All kinds of waves of information telling you who you are. They're like the, the brain interpreting this body sense and making that out to be who you are. And telling you, oh, I got to do something about this. This person, it's never good enough. It's never going to be good enough in your eyes. But you know what's great is it's, it, doesn't have, it doesn't even have any reality. God doesn't see it. God doesn't know it. Your creator doesn't know it. You know it in your own little world. You know the self that you made in your own little world. You know, the way the creator knows you is unchanging and forever perfect, forever sinless. Nothing like the way we've made ourselves. For one thing, mortal. <laughs> I mean, it's really comical when you think of it. We made ourselves. We made this image of ourselves to kind of like compete with what God made. And it's a fucking stinky thing. You got, I got to wash it. In my case, I put essential oils on it. Takes poops. It's like, it's comical. <laughs> and that's supposed to be who we are. That's like normal. That's like, oh yeah, this is who we are. It's not. And the, the time, it seems like there's a, we have a body for a long time. Like this mm -hmm. lifetime seems like it's stretched out like that. But in this whole scheme of things, it's nothing. It's nothing. It's just passing. But it's the same thing over and over and over again forever until there's a willingness to see through it. There's willingness to let it, just let it be. Just let it be how it is. Just let it, you know, watch it, watch it as if, you know, you're detached from it and watching it do all of its performances. You know, you'll start to see more the insincerity. You'll start to see more the masks that you're putting on kind of shows that you're putting on for pre people, the different acts that are going on uh, with, you know, stuff like interactions, you know, pressure. We all put like peer pressure on each other. 
It's freaking funny. It's not good or bad. It's not good or bad. There's just this, this trick of the mind that it's like, oh, I feel pressured. You know, oh, I feel pressured right now. And as if that means something, maybe the person, maybe a person seems to be a bossy or something. It's not true. It's just that you, t you, you sense the pressure and the pressure's coming from within you. You sense the pressure and then it seems like something's wrong. The pressure isn't to say something's wrong. And notice when there's, when there's any kind of peer pressure like that, there's any kind of peer pressure. If you say, no, I want you to do this. You should do this. People like you are people I expect to do this. You know, something like that. You know, you, <laughs> you, get, you get the sense of it. And, and, you know, the mind that's in confusion will automatically feel like, oh, it's going to be disappointed to them if I say no and kind of close off like this. And so then you either find yourself saying yes and feeling like you are pressured into it, or you find yourself saying no and feeling like you have punishment coming for that. See, when you can totally see through this whole thing where there's willingness, just watch the next time. Because this is a, you know, if you're watching, you'll see this is an actually all day kind of thing. It's an all day when you're in, when you're interrelating. It's an all day kind of thing. And watch when the energy arises. Watch when there's that sensation and just ask to see it differently right there in the moment. And then you might feel like, "Oh, yes, that sounds great." Or you might feel like, "Oh, no, thank you." Not No, I'm not going to do that. No, or okay, you know, you see the different energies, you see the different vibrations. So this is all the, all the interactions that we have bring about different energies. So this is about getting very alert as to how your energy is playing. So you're not falling asleep. And just going along with this sense of victimization, separation, this people-pleasing or rebellious, you know, kind of the same thing. It's making, a, it's, it's making these people as if they're separate from you and is somehow they're giving you some kind of energy, which they're not because all the energy that you perceive is coming from your body's energy field. So then there's nothing like, oh, yeah, that person, you know, they're pushy or something like that. They're bossy. <laughs> <laughs> you see every, you start to see everything different. Or that person takes up all the energy. That person takes up all the energy in the room. <laughs> Yeah, if you ask for a different interpretation, you start to see that you're making it up. And that's what's really important. Is to see that you're making it up. If you don't see that you're making it up, you're going to be upset. When you just have the thought that you're making it up, you might also be upset because you might be taking it as a guilty thing. 
Like, why would I make up this husband who has a messy-ass garage that he doesn't clean? One of my friends asked me the other day. Why would I make that up for myself? <laughs> and it's like, just as, as anything else, to see through. It's not a reflection on you. Your perception is not a reflection on you. Nothing can reflect on you. The perception is constantly trying to prove to you that you are sinful and that you made a big mistake and get you to try to avoid making mistakes, which you can't. But it never, it, it never even touches you. It doesn't know anything about you. It's all a make-believe. The whole foundation of it is a guilty concept. The whole foundation of it is that you did the unforgivable thing. You separated yourself. That's where the body and everything comes from. So what you're being asked is, through this experience, is to change your mind. When you feel upset, that's how you know, even if you're just a little bit irritated. A bad mood is an indication of a wrong thought pursued. It's nothing else. And that includes lethargy, any kind of low energy, any kind of illness. It's an indication that you traversed into the sinful thought structures, let's say. They defile you. Thought structures that say something about you that's not true. Could be talking about someone else. Also, not true. Now we have a worldwide pandemic thought structure. It seems. Yeah. It seems. <laughs> Yet the world is still in the perception. Mm -hmm. the, the world that we perceive is still a brain projection. So we can project help instead of buying into the fear form of disease. Well, a healthy, healthy projection, healthy projection is basically the effect of choosing truth in the moment. So basically, no bad moods, no upset feeling that gets denied, then there's health. And you're not guilty if you perceive lack of health. And I don't mean just your body. I mean anybody. Lack of health that you perceive in anybody. Including any kind of anger, unreasonable, something that seems like you can't deal with it. That's since it's coming from your mind, since it's coming from your projection, you can ask for another interpretation and it'll be given to you. And that's healing. And don't be discouraged if you don't see it right away. It tends to be a process, like a purification process, like purifying the mind, this idea that there's separation. There's been a lot built onto that over a course of millions of years. 
built onto it. And it would take millions of years to undo, but it doesn't have to. Saves a lot of time every time there's a willingness to see that what you're making of it isn't the truth. Every time that occurs, that's what's considered a miracle. Every time that occurs, it saves lots of time. So it could be in this lifetime that you see through the illusion. But even if not, all kinds of time is being saved as far as what you have to, the road, different roads you would have to travel, you know, in the suffering, death, all that, all these roads. It saves time, it shortens time. Not only that, it makes it lighter and easier for you and gives a healing to all of your friends and your family and the whole world. It opens the door for everyone. But the thing is, the ego is not humble at all. So when you make an interpretation, when you're given an interpretation, it seems like there's no way it's anything else other than that. That person is, for instance, creepy. See? I know that because I had this perception of him. And then, you know, okay, ask yourself, who gave you the opposite of creepy? Who gave that to you so that you could judge creepy? See? It's just images on a screen. I have to be knowing what creepy is somehow I can compare it to myself because I'm not <laughs> the projected mind the ch projected mind okay what I mean by that is there's mind which is wholly innocent knows that it's one and there's projected mind it's like onto the screen of consciousness that projected mind, it's creepy. It's a creepy thing. It's making illusions that there's a lot of people against you. People are out to get people and you. You got to fend for yourself. You got to take care of yourself. Sets up bodies, props up bodies to pass away. Aloha. Aloha. Yeah. Makes you see these aspects of you as if they're doing wrong and you're a victim. That's creepy. So that you don't see that, so that you don't see what the mind is trying to play out, there's going to be, for instance, creepy people 
occurring to you. And they're not really there. Not like that. You can't be seeing them clearly because they're exactly like you. And, you know, the creator, God, sees everyone the same. No one has more love than another from the creator. And that person that's regarded as creepy is perfectly protected with the creator. None of your negative thoughts about them touch them. It just keeps on high, keeps hidden what the ego means to keep hidden so that you can keep on seeing that there's these bad, creepy people in the world and not see that you made it. That's the thing, not see that you made it. Because as long as you don't see that you made it, the ego's in charge. And people ask me, well, what do I do? What do I, what do I do then when I know this about a person? It's like, let that, whatever the perceptions are, just let them settle and let your doing take care of itself. It'll totally take care of itself. Doesn't mean you need to ignore the perception. It can play out. Knowing that you don't have to make any decisions about what you do. It's all just guided. It can all just be guided. The thing is, stop trying to make decisions for yourself. Because it's not doing anything. Watch the show. The body's, the, the body's expression is the past playing out. It's thoughts that you've put into motion before playing out. Let that be and pay attention to the mind. If there's a question, what should I do in this situation? For me, it's just like, oh yeah, I don't do anything. And it's like, ah, thank goodness. I guess I'll see what I'll do. And whatever it is, it'll be okay with me. And people will try to convince you that you should be uh, ashamed or maybe you aren't doing things as well as you should. People often try to convince you of that because that's the way the conditioning is. You can say you asked them. You can say you taught them that way <laughs> so that they could reflect it back to you. I wouldn't expect someone like you to act like that. Oh, what fun. I had no idea I was even going to do that. acceptance even for what anyone else tells you not giving them not trying to convince them that they have negative energy hey that's negative energy I don't want to hear that and I'm just like oh okay and then you don't know I find in my experience I don't find myself hanging around with people who want to convince me that I'm sinful. I don't find myself hanging around with people like that. I know it comes from me. I'm like, oh, thank you. And then I know I don't have a choice. 
but the expression goes along with what you're willing to see. And when you see how loved you are, there's not motivation to go try to go toward individuals who want to show you how guilty you are. See? It all arises in your mind. It's play. No, I don't feel like decorating my house with those kinds of symbols. No, thank you. This is very impersonal. No, I don't wish to spray that fragrance in my room. See? No, thank you. And then on the other side of it, whatever other people are doing, that's perfect. It's totally perfect. Oh, they didn't return my call. You know, the ego might want to get hooky with that. Oh, they didn't return my call. What does it mean? They're flipping, 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 flipping. It doesn't mean anything. It's nothing. You're not connecting with them right now on a physical level. It doesn't matter. They didn't show up. They didn't return my text. Good. They canceled on me last minute. Great. It's all energies arising. It's all these energies arising. And it's all perfect. Even when it seems like it's not. Yeah. Well, when it seems like it's not, you're thinking against yourself. So if you're alert to, okay, if I feel any amount of discomfort, if I feel discouraged, if I feel frustrated or irritated with a person, I'm thinking against myself. Then the correction can happen. The correction can't happen when you think you know. And that's where the ego comes in with all its arrogance, like it knows this about this. For most people, love is, part of love is condemnation. Let me tell you how you're doing it wrong. <laughs> but that's just self-talk. It's their own self-talk and it's your self-talk. That's what's awesome. It's not anything to feel bad about. It's not anything to go, Oh, well, that person saying that to me, I must be talking about myself like that. You know, people get really degrading on themselves about it. And it's just like, oh, good. Thank you for bringing that up. It's exactly what I need to see. Nothing's wrong. It's showing what needs to be shown. You can get the reaction, whatever emotional reaction you have to it, to hearing whatever you hear. And that's where the gratitude comes in and it's over. No need to give it further thought. It's not like I must be really shitty since 
this person came up to me and said that I'm really shitty. They can only tell you about what you're not. You're getting a reaction from that. Good. Oh, thank you. Those are your teachers. Those are your teachings. And in a sense, in a sense, they're always right because they're telling you exactly what you need to hear. They're not right about you, but they're telling you what they, what you need to hear. So there's never, there never needs to be a correction on, of them, of their words, of the way they act. Hey, I need you to act more like this. When I say this, say this. I've played that game before. It gets boring. <laughs> it's inauthentic. Person's like, oh, wow, I better do it. Yeah, or else she's going to get all bitchy. You know, who wants that? <laughs> Just rather it be authentic and you being able to take whatever it is and use it and use it. You're not going to find yourself hanging around with people who are abusive to you if you're using it. If you're using all of the expressions, you're using all of the reactions for healing, you're not going to find yourself in abusive situations. People might show you that they want to use your relationship like that, and it's like, oh, okay, thanks for letting me know. And then you won't find yourself going to it. The only reason you would be drawn to it, the only reason you would be drawn into an abusive situation is because there's a sense that you need it. You don't need it. There's a sense that you need it. There's a sense that you deserve it. Remember, all of the expression is coming from the mind. So... You change your mind and then you won't be attracted to and find people attracted to you who are interested in convincing you that you're guilty of something. You'll just see that less and less. In fact, the people in your experience, the people in your life, you'll see them shift. They can only pretend to see you the way you pretend to see yourself. Well, you always do the retranslating within yourself. You don't meddle in the outside to try and change anything on the outside or anyone. You change your own attitude, your own perception. Yes, always go within and work within. If you try to correct another person, that backfires on you. Because trying to correct another person is always hiding from you what it's for. What you made that person for. You made that person up. That person underneath the veil that you put over them is completely pure and innocent. And in a way that you, you'll know them right away when you see them clearly. But with that veil over them, that veil that you put on them, if you're trying to correct them, you're really correct, trying to correct nothing. It's just hiding from you where that's coming from so that it never gets healed. And you know, that's the ego's goal, that it never gets healed. The ego, which we made, 
not really real. Just a make-believe kind of a mental program. So there's no error whatsoever in the outside world. It's all within us that we correct within ourselves. It's all thinking error. Everything's thinking error. All sickness and everything. It's all, it's all just an error in thinking. All conflict. All of that. So it's like before you go and try to work something on someone else. Or try to tell someone else how they can improve. Ask how you can see things differently. Mm -hmm. Have your errors corrected. Yes. What if there's two kids fighting? What do you mean? What if there's two kids in front of you going at it and... Mm -hmm. This is past, but... The, the, the desire is, is to intervene in a way that stops the interaction from being so kid violent. Okay. And then, you know, and create peace. Mm -hmm. But that's me choosing control over other beings. In the mind, yes. In your, in, in mentally. So, so mentally, when you have the perception of two kids fighting... You're thinking that they're outside of you and you need to physically intervene. Okay. So you just, you just apply it. You just apply the truth to that. Basically the fact of the matter is that you're projecting two kids fighting. So instead of automatically thinking that you know what to do, you ask for guidance. You may or may not see your physical body go and intervene. That's not really where it's at. Where it's at is the way you're thinking about it. Yeah. I wrote about that in my book a little bit because one of my sons seemed to be a bully to the other son. He was 12 and the other one was six. And he used to, the, the bigger one would beat the littler one up all the time. And, you know, it really seemed like I needed to do something to stop my big son from being a bully to my little son. And over time when see, in seeing this and just following my own guidance in reacting it was building some kind of wall between me and my big son he's like wow my mom really sees me as bad as mean as a bully she thinks I'm a bully you know and eventually it occurred to me that they are arising out of my body's energy field they're coming from a brain interpretation I feel it I feel that when they're fighting. So one day they're fighting and I just asked to see it differently. And then my son looked at me, the bigger one, and he said, you're pissed at me, mom, aren't you? And I go, it sure does feel like that. But I know, I know there's that it's only love. I know I only love you. I know it's only love. And I never saw the bullying again. Never saw him bully him again. The whole thing shifted. It was all coming from me. And that's how it is. It is all coming from your perception. So it wasn't like I was opposed to physically intervening with them. It was just a matter of seeing it differently. Because my habit was to see it when I saw this quarreling in front of me. 
the bigger one was attacking the smaller one and really needed some intervention. Maybe he needed to go to military school or something. You know, that's like where the mind goes. Uh, just, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and, and when it's just allowed to be seen in a different light with a different interpretation, basically it's just applying the fact of the matter to it. It really is the fact of the matter. This is whatever we perceive is projected from our own brain. So you just apply the truth to that situation and everything gets healed. That's how it is. Just keep on applying the truth to the situation. You find yourself complaining about anything. The food's too hot. Person is unreasonable find yourself in any kind of complaining, just bring it back to, oh, it's me. Oh, hi, me. <laughs> I can't hold the person responsible. I can't hold the person outside of myself responsible. There's nothing outside of the projection. So that's just fooling yourself for a little while so that you don't see what's really causing all of this. Giving everyone a pass. Whatever perception that you have of them can be given up. And I practiced mostly on my kids before this became really clear to me. Because they were the ones I was around all the time. And I had a perception like, they were messed up. They totally, I had already sent one daughter to military school. She was older and moved out of the house. And my kids are well-spaced. So it seemed like, okay, well, maybe the next one needs to go now. But then this other thing started to occur. This other thing started to go, oh, wait a second. Why am, why am I not able to deal with my kids? You know, and it's the same as with everyone else. And it, you can you can practice on anyone who's in your experience. There's going to be people in your experience that seem to be misbehaving. <laughs> you know, it, for some for some people it's like it's like uh you know Maybe following conspiracy theories and then all these people outside, like way out there are misbehaving. It doesn't matter. It could be applied there too. <laughs> whatever groups, you know, that are doing, I don't know what they're doing, some heinous things or whatever. You know, it's like those only go on, whatever you, whatever it is can only go on in your brain's interpretation. And it's me if it's meant for you to save anyone, you know, like physically, maybe like bust someone out of bondage or something like that, then you'll find yourself doing it. But the way there is to let yourself have a different interpretation and in knowing that it's coming from you so that you're not fearful. See, you want to be released from fear. Because from fear, you can't, you can't do anything. Nothing's going to, nothing good is going to come of it. Even if you win a Nobel Prize for the best peaceful invention ever and the whole world thinks you're freaking awesome, 
Nothing good is coming out of it. Nothing good comes out of these illusions. It seems like it because we make the world real in our mind. But the world is really for escaping the guilty thought. You could say the world is actually for escaping. And as you're breaking free, breaking free, you're having more connection with people too. More loving connections. You're finding more joy as you're breaking free. But as long as you want to keep it, as long as you want to keep this world, you're going to find things that are wrong with it that needs to be changed. And in that, make yourself feel fearful. And from the fear, it's more storylines. Repeating, repeating, repeating. Repeating storylines. They've already all been played out. It's actually pretty boring. The ego tries to make it exciting. Oh, there's so much exciting things to do here. You can't do this without a body. You can't do this without a body. Oh, there's so much excitement here. Let's keep it. And when there's that, that wanting to keep it, there's always, always comes along with wanting to make it better. And there's where the fear comes in. So it keeps going and you can't see yourself or anyone else as they are. You don't get to see the light. You could say the Christ light within them. As long as you want to keep this world. As long as you want to make this world better. Because then you're not using the world in the way that it's meant to be used. Which is for undoing that guilty self-concept. That guilty belief that you separated yourself. If you're not using the world for that, you're basically abusing yourself. Mm -hmm. And you're going to see images of abuse everywhere. You're going to see circumstances of abuse everywhere because it's self-abuse. When you're trying to use this illusion for some kind of separate self-interest. It's as if this time is just for yourself to try to find some way on your own some some way where you won't be bothered by the bad people some place that's safe where you won't have to deal with a government let's say <laughs> we're here but really that's not what it's for if you're not concerned, if you don't have concern for your body or your life, then your spirit will take it over. If you want to have concern over your body and your life, then it's like saying no to spirit. I don't want the guidance. I'm going to find out how to do it. And I'm going to do it on my own. And I'm, I might not have the support I need from all the people, but, you know, I'm just going to condemn them and maybe... Eventually, someone will want to give me support so I they don't get my condemnation. That's a good example of the two teachers. You know, the, the ego becomes a teacher at that point. Mm -hmm. They make the world real. But I like what you said in the, that when Spirit's teaching, everything's just fine. When, yeah. that, when that's our teacher. Yes. Yeah. There's no fear. Yeah. You know, there's no, there's no worry or concern about anything. The spirit's just taking care of it.
trusting in the Holy Spirit. That's it. And you can't be trusting when you're concerned. <clears throat> Excuse me. You can't be trusting when you're worried about something or someone. It doesn't help anything. You have to be willing to give up what you thought, what you made. And then the Spirit can take over and show you what's really true. You know, I talked to a lot of people with this COVID thing going on. We're in how many weeks? Is it? I think this is our fourth week not being at Michelle's. So I think we're in like four weeks quarantine or something like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he laughs. <Yeah. laughs> I hear, you know, I hear from people about, you know, oh, I know that I'm not going to get sick. And, you know, stuff like that. I know that I'm not going to get sick. And it's like, you don't really know. You don't really know whether you're going to have the perception that you're sick or not. I could say it's impossible for anyone to get sick. We see a perception. We have a perception of sickness. You have a perception of sickness. That is always for healing. That's not for guilting. You know. Sometimes what people do is go, all right, let me see. What is all the sick people, the people that are dying, what was wrong with them before that God, or how did they eat wrong or how did they have an unhealthy lifestyle that made them susceptible to the disease while I'm not? That's, that's giving trust and faith in the ego mind. No one can do anything to hurt themselves. No one can do anything to hurt themselves. That's completely contrary to the ego's teaching. If we think anyone can do anything to hurt themselves, we make ourselves vulnerable. Mm. No one makes themselves sick. No one makes themselves sick by doing things. It's an erroneous thought. It's erroneous thinking. It's mistaken self-belief that leads to it. And if they're arising in your perception sick, even if you read about something, someone getting sick on the news, that is coming from your mistaken self-belief. I mean, look, when all the self-belief is, is purified, when all of the self-belief is purified, you won't be able to conceive of a sick person. You won't hear about it. You won't even hear about it. So even in hearing about it, even in being able to hear about it, that's the opportunity for healing. Every perception of sick, opportunity for healing. And it's only occurring to you because you can let that in. Because you can accept, accept a change perception. It's the only reason it occurs to you. It's not like you have to try to bury yourself yourself in the sand. Like, you know, some monks go to a cave and just meditate by themselves so they don't have to see the things in the world. And that's okay. No problem with that. They're not seeing anything. They're not getting the, the thing. They're probably getting something in another way. Hmm. But we perceive. You don't have to try to hide from perceptions. You perceive these things, these delusional things, because you can let the healing in. All faith, you could say that all of God's faith is in you. <laughs> Knowing that you can, you can let that in. 
And it's like the whatever timeline you find yourself in, it's like you dove right into that timeline so happily, knowing that you can, knowing that you can see through anything. And as the mind gets purified more and more, we'll start to see a lot more miraculous kind things. Just in letting the mind get purified and, you know, don't be in a hurry. Don't be in a rush. Think of it kind of like as lovemaking. It's gentle. It's sensational. You know, you're, you're sensitive to the feelings. You're sensitive to the feelings that arise. You're sensitive to any sense of upset. And you're able to feel it and be with it. And let any thoughts that are making it, let the thoughts that are making it up be released. That's also you can experience more joy, more bliss, more pleasure. Gentle, easeful, sensitive to the sensations. That's all. You don't have to force anything. You don't have to try to get the perception to show you something. Sometimes I hear about people think they're intentionally putting themselves into a precarious situation so they can get more to work with. But it's just coming. The perceiving's just coming. Even if you do find yourself going to a cave to, mem to meditate, the perception's still just coming as long as you're perceiving a body. Perception of sense of separation is still coming. You can't get away from it, so you might as well use it and have fun with it. And inspire everyone else to have fun with it too. No one, go ahead. I was going to ask, is there a limit on that fun? Because I feel like that's what happens with me. It's like, I'll be blissed out having fun. And then it's like, okay, that's enough fun for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, it's like, I'm talking to myself with that, you know, it's like, oh, how much fun can I have? And is it okay? And that goes back to an old story. Yeah, it always does. Yeah. Oh no, that's Childhood way too much. Yeah. That's the guilt. You got to get much more serious than that. Otherwise, something bad is going to happen. That's the story we've been told. It's interesting to see it kick in. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay though. When it you say it kicked in, you hear the voice that says, it probably sounds like your voice that says, that's too much fun. Or even the question, is there a limit on how much fun I can have? Your limitless. How many days a week can just be fun? <laughs> how many days a week? Is it only on Sunday, fun day? Or can mm. I do it on Monday too? And Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday? <laughs> There's no day that's a thing. There's not really like that. 
It's, it's very if this you're little noggin it is like that so it's like releasing that yeah like yeah it's a perfect opportunity you know because it's all shut down so it's like okay yeah. let's experiment with this yeah more. think of it as an experiment yeah. kind of a fun playful experiment so when the voice <laughs> yeah if you're asking for your guidance all the time that's always leading you to having more fun if you're asking your guidance nice instead of making up your own mind about all the things that you have to do i mean have to do and need to do are definitely some red flag phrases, you know, because you don't do anything. And so when you're thinking that you have to do something or you need to do something, you're making up a story to make you feel like you are imprisoned. And you're getting a feeling along with that. So it's just kind of like a, a little playful. It's a really playful red flag for me. It has this big smiley face on it. And it just kind of like pops up and it's like, ooh, how does that feel? And thank goodness that's not true. That I'm actually not capable of doing anything. You know that feeling like you're victimized. Especially when it's like, oh, those people didn't do what they... Maybe my roommate or my spouse or kids or whatever. They didn't do the dishes let's say so here i am they didn't clean their stinky socks out of the living room maybe so here i am doing this thing you know that feeling of victimization like you have to do something that feeling of victimization that trapped feeling that's a huge opportunity don't let it pass you by all it does is lead to more and more misery don't let that opportunity p pass you by. I'm telling you that that can be completely purified from your mind. And I'm speaking from experience. You don't ever have to feel like you're victimized. It, that's total wrong thinking that can be co corrected very easily, actually. But people aren't asking to get out of that, to see through that sense of victimization. They're asking for the other people to change, right? Mm -hmm. And not asking to be released from that sense of victimization, to see what's needed to be seen to be released. You know, you can't just say, take this sense of victimization away from me, and then it's taken away from you. You actually have to be the one to see it clearly so that you're released from it. Seeing clearly is the relief. From the, from the victimization feeling. So when it arises, it's like, yay, oh good, this is where it gets purified. And watch when you're, when, when you're in the midst of purifying it, it gets more intense. The feeling gets more intense because you were capping it off by projecting before. You're kind of capping it off, diffusing it a little bit, making it a little bit easier to feel because you're projecting about the other person or maybe how I got to get away from this person or 
fantasizing about how you're going to be living somewhere else where people are way more awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and and if there's if there's willingness to see how you're making it up instead, it gets more intense. The feeling gets more intense, which, you know, let that be a good sign for you. Oh, good. You can take any feeling. You really can. You can take it. You know, the ego convinces you to try to push and run away from an upset or intense feeling. But really, you could take any feeling. It's really not a big deal. Any kind of fearful feeling just turns to excitement when you have purpose with it. It's like, oh, this is great. I feel like my husband just slighted me. How could this? Oh, nothing's more awesome than this. <laughs> <laughs> it changes from your regular uh regular way where it's like oh yeah well he thinks that okay well i'm gonna get him back the next time you you know watch what i watch how i put him in his place in the future you know it's, it's, that's like the that's like the normal dynamic that people engage in in relating but man, if you feel a slight from anyone, that is such a big gift. And as someone that's close to you like that, it's like, oh, thank you. <clears throat> you could use that. The more of a the more of a sensation you get out of it, the more of a sensation you get out of it, the more it's alerting you. So a lot of the times for people when they're just starting out, it's those big ones that really put them on high alert. And they're kind of like, oh, wow, that feels terrible. How do I see through that so I don't have to feel like that anymore? It's nice when no one can say anything that's going to get you all riled up. You're going to get you in combat mode. Right. One of my sons has been really the best at that. He's 18 now, and he's been trying to piss me off for years. It's really fun. <laughs> <laughs> he used to be real. He used to. He used to feel like he was really good at it because I would just go off. And then I started to see what was going on, and gradually it was like there is no more. And, and you know there will be a little jab, and I'll be like, okay, thanks. Another one. Ooh, good one. Thanks. <laughs> and it's like, oh, you're just not going to go there. You're just not going to go there. People get used to it. You're just not going to go to that. You can't, you can't have a conflict with anyone unless you're willing to. Unless you're willing to have a conflict with them. And, and, you know, you can't have a conflict with them if you're truly grateful for whatever it is that they're offering up. So what are you grateful for when your son does that? For the opportunity. It's giving, because it's giving me exactly what I need. It's showing exactly what it is. It's also an opportunity for teaching. That's why I love it. <laughs> I, I don't see it as any kind of problem. 
I don't see anything like that as any kind of problem. I don't see any problems anywhere. Everything is this, everything is just used for the same thing. It's an opportunity for healing. So it's an opportunity for teaching. It's also an opportunity for learning. My mind keeps on learning about more about who I am from a projected standpoint. Now the projected mind doesn't know. And then it learns through these interactions, through these perceptions. Projection, projected mind is learning about who we are. Until it's so purified that we're, we don't see a world of separation anymore. The fear of losing it goes away. The fear of losing the world. Most people don't know it, but what underlies all fear, all concern, is fear of losing the world. That's, that's death to the ego. Losing the world is death to the ego. Even fear of death is just a projection of that. All of it. Any kind of, and any kind of desire that you seem to have for things of this world. That's only like a projection of the desire for heaven. The desire for eternity. You can't lose that. You can't lose that desire for eternity. And all of the things that you perceive in the world that seem to be your desire. I want this or that. It's all really a symbol that you desire the eternal you don't really want anything and if you don't want anything then there's nothing to search after you just be here be present that's what it is to be present you're not running around wanting things i mean running around the mind's going out <laughs> never did it <laughs> you know because it's just like well what was the point of that to share that idea mm -hmm. so just be it the idea of it is fun yeah yeah the yeah. idea the idea of it like something that you seem that you don't you seem not to have that you think you want the idea of it is fun right now wasn't fun enough to act on <laughs> 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 yeah you don't know you don't know so you don't have to get caught up in it and all the details about how you're going to make it come about because you don't even know if that's for you you don't even know if that's what you really want you, you never know even when you think you know what you want you don't you don't really know what you want so an idea might occur to you Ooh, that sounds like a fun idea and then in the moment it's fun but if you get hooked into it about how you're going to do it then it's no fun. Mm -hmm. Then it's a bunch of projecting. Mm -hmm. Then you're going out and you know, you're, you're going out in your regular life and you're always looking for how you can get your desires met on your own. When those things are taken care of already, they're always already taking care of themselves. Mm -hmm. I was asked about writing a book today. 
I'm on my second book. I'm almost done with my second book, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, it's a big, it's a big story, and you know, it's like I didn't make a commitment to write my book. I didn't make any commitment about it. It's not like okay, I'm gonna sit here and write the book. In fact, the woman who helped me with the book, I told her I can't really make any commitment to write a book because writing a book doesn't really sound fun to me. For one thing, it just doesn't sound fun sitting around writing a book. Mm -hmm. And you know, and then I found myself writing in a book like lots of days. I found myself writing in a book, but it was just the going with the inspiration. It's like, what would you have me do? Holy Spirit, what would you have me do right now? What's the most uplifting right now? Not for later. Not some like, you know, idea, some schedule that I'm going to make. I might find myself making a schedule. It's okay. Still, moment to moment, it's Holy Spirit guidance and not my own understanding of what I should be doing. Because actually, it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter if I write a book or not. It makes no difference. Well, there's, there's something so much more important than doing anything. Things can still apparently be done while the focus is on that which really matters. I've definitely seen evidence of that in my life. Things can still get done that way. But the refusal to do things in a way where you're denying yourself is what really makes a difference. You don't have to do anything where you're denying yourself. You're denying your real guidance. Trying to put your desire as something that you can attain out in the future when your desire is really now. And then your action will serve you. And then your action will be free-flowing. You know, I didn't come out of writing the writing that book like, oh God, oh that sucked. So glad I did it because I need the notoriety though. <laughs> You're all tore back. Ah, haven't worked out in weeks or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> haven't been to the beach. I'm all pale now. <laughs> haven't been talking to my kids. <laughs> <laughs> but when we go with uh when we go with the spirit's guidance everything gets done as it should and you know there's no need to judge it or compare that's another thing comparing facebook is really good for that you know people put up their stories of all the things they've accomplished and then another person sees it and they're like i haven't accomplished that much stuff and it just doesn't matter Accomplishment is really nothing. And you can't help it if you're meant to accomplish something. No one can help it. Like I said earlier, these bodies are an image. These bodies are a projected image. So there's no difference between another body performing something in our experience or it being performed through our body. That includes guilty things. There's no difference. So you hear about a murderer or something like that. Don't think that you're different. All it's doing is showing you the potential of the projected mind. 
if they seem to be doing something good it's no different all it's doing is one it's one facet showing potential of a projected mind there's this tendency to get all caught up in guilt feeling guilty in, in oneself and then projecting guilt for someone else getting out of that life <laughs> <laughs> yes that's that is life for the ego that's why it's difficult to let your perception go to let your interpretation that you made with the ego any interpretation that looks bad and you know this whole thing is based on an interpretation of you separating yourself in the first place. So the whole foundation of it is wrong. It's, a, it's got a wrong idea about you. And in order to keep that up, you need to keep on having wrong ideas about you. And that's a, a lot of the times comes in, in the form of having a wrong idea about who you are or a wrong idea about who someone else is. Most of it is a wrong idea. Let's put it this way. Uh, the right idea about who you are comes from beyond the world. The world doesn't reflect it back to you. People tend to use the world as the way to gauge themselves. For some people, it's how much money they have. That's how they could tell how good they are, how much money they have. Um, for some people, maybe it's how much health they have. Or how much harmony they see in their environment the world isn't going to be able to reflect who you are it's always going to show you who you're not and give you opportunities to teach the world who you are not by correcting the world and what they're doing but by correcting and getting the correction in your own mind and that is constantly teaching the world about who you are And it's amazing. You'll see, I've seen a lot where the people get, they kind of get used to it. It's like, oh, okay. That's how they are. The people who are in your experience, they just kind of get used to it. They might have seen you a certain way and expect you to get on certain bandwagons with them. Oh, yeah, isn't that messed up? Yeah, that person, they did this and this and this. And then you're different. There might be some discombobulation there for a little bit, but they'll, they'll see. They learn about it. They learn that there's not any need for conflict with you. And don't be afraid of letting people go who are looking for conflict. Don't be afraid of that. That's part of it too. They'll find their conflict. They'll still get it. They'll find someone else who wants to do that with them. There's, not, there's no one that you have to teach. I've gotten some, some of that through the years where people want to banter with me. 
And then, and, and then I'll go, you know, I'm not really interested in that though. But I need your teaching. Oh, you'll be all right. You'll be fine. You get what you need. Don't you think I need your teaching? No. I don't think anyone needs my teaching. I mean, hopefully they all realize I'm completely full of shit and they're looking at their own guidance. <laughs> What about one's kids? Don't you feel um, a desire, an importance to teach them? Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. In fact, it's kind of the other way around. It's kind of the other way around. Yeah, because, because you know, when I get a sense that they need to learn something, I stop right there. And I even get the sense that they need to learn something. You know, I don't, I don't go around talking to my kids unless they're super stoked to hear from me. You know, I don't, I don't go in and try to convince them of something or and there's no motivation for that. Try to tell them they need to learn something. My kids are, well, my youngest one anyways, unschool kid. So he gets all of his lessons on his own. If he wants to, if he wants to learn anything from me, he'll just come up to me and ask me. You know, I'm sure some things are just like automatically, they just arise where some things are taught, worldly things or whatever, but I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to give them a spiritual lesson either unless they're looking for it. If they feel upset or afraid or sad or anything, I just give them comfort. If they want to know how to see through it, then they'll ask me about it. I have wisdom dialogues at home. <laughs> if they're interested in it, they'll let me know. <laughs> if they want to know how to work a checkbook or something like that, you know, I can do that. But I don't feel like I have anything to teach them. I don't feel like, definitely don't feel like I need to teach them about the world. Definitely feel don't feel like they need to get my conditioning. I started using all of my interactions with my kids to unlearn myself. The things that I learned about, you know, being a parent, let's say. What you're supposed to do when you're a parent. How you're supposed to mold these beings. Make them into a certain, like, uh, upstanding citizen or um, a good, loving community member or whatever you want to say. You know. And just let them be exactly who they are. I get If I get a vision, oh my gosh, what if they turn out like this? Just let that pass. And let them keep on doing what they're doing. Showing me what I need to see. That's all. It all comes back to the perceiver. You get, if it comes down to the perceiver, everyone is showing you what you need to perceive. And then you're automatically projecting whatever it is that they need to see anyways you don't really have a say in that and you could say that the the whole world is like your child because you taught the world <laughs> to be like it is <laughs> you know? 
It's your mind playing out. It's your thoughts about yourself playing out. So you can say the whole world is your child. And you know, there's a saying by the Buddha that I really love. It's love the whole world as if it's your only child. So <laughs> it is. It is. And there's really no difference. Yeah. You're not really your kid's parents like that separate from being a parent to the whole world. But it's like we take ownership of these kids. Oh, yeah, that's my kid. So then whatever they're doing, that has to be reflecting on me. So then I need to be worried about whatever they're doing. Virus and lockdown is just the wayward child that, that we haven't uh, seen this eyes of love and understanding. It's all for seeing through. Mm. It's all for seeing through. What you made of the child is a world with coronavirus and lockdown. That's what you made of it. That's all. It's not really like mm. that, though. So, so you're asking to see through it and that, and to see through it, it's like, if that makes you any kind of upset to have a perception like that, mm. to just get that, get sensitive to it. It's kind of like you touch it with your awareness, kind of like you touch that wound. It's like a wound being exposed and you touch that wound with your awareness. That's how healing happens. It's not forcing it on it. It's not forcing it on yourself. It's just gentle. You just touch it a little bit where it hurts. Touch it with the awareness. Like, oh, this looks bad. What are all these fearful people doing? What if I get it? You just keep on addressing that. It's almost like you're uh, shining the sun. It's like the sun shining on mist. It just wears it away. It purifies it. Until there's nothing left of it. Until you can't perceive a world like that. Even aging. <coughs> even aging. That's a, also a misperception. So, you know, if you if you see people that appear to be different ages, you don't have to deny it. It's okay. You see people that appear to be different ages. That's also an error in thought. The idea that we're that that we die is also an error in thought. And we're correcting it. We're, we're open to correct it. We we can correct we can correct that. And ultimately, there won't be this perception of separate bodies either. Hell, the Course says that the world is an outward picture of an inward condition. Mm -hmm. When this thing first started, I got a hit that, oh, I'm seeing the world as sick. I, there's something in me that needs to be looked at. And it's true. Things have been 
there's like a turmoil inside that's getting kind of worked out right now. Mm -hmm. I'm owning that, that there's, there's a sickness that mm -hmm. I'm working with right now. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Instead of making the world real, I'm, it's, I'm seeing it as a picture of my right. inward condition. Yes, this may be a huge healing opportunity. It's humbling, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Especially when it comes to money. It feels like in my perception. Uh-huh. You know, because the awareness of so many people not employed, you know, mm -hmm. so many people trying to get online for unemployment to where it's maxed out. Uh-huh. Online to, you know, apply. Okay. And like finding, like feeling like this, like I'm surfing, you know, like the matrix, quote unquote. Yeah. And like out of it. And it's like, okay, more of us are trading. Okay. Doing, or it's perceiving that it's changing in my perception. Uh huh. So it feels for myself, it's a huge opportunity to. I actually, it's beautiful. Earlier today, uh, wrote this note to God, and it's about money, and I just put love in parentheses. Mm hmm. And so I know that it's. It's already in motion, yeah, because I showed up here versus staying at home worrying about money. <laughs> worrying about money? <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's like, okay, just follow the love, you know? Okay. So you could say this you could say this money issue is like your special purpose. This is what's giving you to heal. It's a, it, it doesn't mean anything about you. It's just a, it's just something that's giving you to see through. So you could see through it. So whenever you get that worry about money, money isn't, there's no money. It's not, a, it's not a reality at all. There is no money. That's not true. But we made this thing up to give us a sense of scarcity. There's all kinds of different ways we could perceive scarcity. And that's one of them. It's a big one for a lot of people. So if you find that as being something that's triggering for you, money is triggering for, for you. That's a special purpose for you. Because it triggers you and it triggers you only you in a certain way where you can offer that up. So you get the feeling and offer up the idea that made that feeling, the idea of what you made of money. Like it's as if you need this to support you. It's as if that, because that's the evidence that you've seen, but the evidence is evidence of nothing. You're talking about a you're talking about a brain generated perception that's saying that you need these digits, digital digits on an app or pieces of paper or coins to get what you want. And there's nothing like that. We're just making it up and we keep on seeing it over and over again. So the believing makes you see, makes you believe, makes you see again and believe again. You can totally bust through that thing. There's a, it's all all it take all it takes is just a little bit of a willingness to see it differently than the way you're making it up. No one is suffering over money. No one is in poverty. That's not that's that's not how it works. There's mental poverty. For misguided thinking, that's mental poverty. But in the manifest world, nothing that you have a perception of, of in the manifest world is even true. And if it seems like money is a problem for you, all it means is it's a problem that you haven't given over yet to the spirit.
You have no problems. The problems that you perceive are just something that you have not given over to the spirit. Once you give it over to the spirit, you have no problem. I had a perception one day. It hit me like a ton of bricks too. It seemed like we were just going down. Like we're going to go bankrupt. Like financially, we're just going. And then, you know, I got all this sense of worry and fear and everything. It's like kind of like, oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And then it's like, wait a second. Why do I know these things? Who knows these things? Why am I thinking that I know this stuff? And then once it's questioned, there's a sense of relief. And then every time it would, it would arise, it would just get questioned again and again and again. Who is making this up? Why is this relevant right now? Well, I'm in the bath or something. I'm in the bath. <laughs> get up and work while you're taking a bath <laughs> that's pretty much what happens people are working while they're taking a bath I know. <laughs> the, the mind is working work and worrying worrying chewing on these things and it's like what where did you even get that idea if there's only the present moment, how much money you have is not relevant. Mm -hmm. If there's only the present moment, mm -hmm. then there's the fear of, oh, it's going to be a lot of work if I go bankrupt or something like that. <laughs> I have to catalog all kinds of stuff. It sounds like a lot of trouble and stuff like that. <laughs> and Yeah, paperwork, exactly. <laughs> paperwork. But if there's only the present moment, there's nothing like that either. There's no, there's no, there's no fear of what's going to become of me. What am I going to find myself doing? How am I going to find myself spending my days? Because no matter what, I'm going to use every perception for healing. And in using every perception for healing, everything is joyful. So would you say divine guidance is like being in the flow? It feels good versus being ego guidance. It's a struggle. It's difficult. It's painful. Yes, you always know you're following ego guidance if you're even remotely upset. I like to talk about that there's two sides. There's a feeling of love and there's a feeling of fear. And there's all these different feelings that, that seem, it seems to manufacture. You know, on the love side, you've got the gratitude. you got appreciation. You've got joy. On the fear side, you have worry anger, sadness, all that kind of stuff. And there's really distinct contrasts between the two sides. Very distinct. You don't even have to be totally totally sensitive to see which side you're on at any given time. Which side are you on? The love side or the fear side? So whenever you're on the fear side, your guidance is that of the ego. And you want to get back to your guidance being that of the spirit. The way to get back to your guidance being that of the spirit. One, feel the feeling that the fear side. It's all coming with a feeling. Feel the feeling of it. And be willing to give up the interpretation you made. 
the interpretation that justifies that feeling. Then that feeling has no justification. You're automatically going to be brought back to love. Super fast too. The only way a fearful feeling can stay around is if it's justified in thought. The only way it can pop up in the first place is if it's justified in thought. See? So so saying like some something like, "Oh, I know I'm not going to get the COVID." It's really a fearful thought because there's not wanting to get it. There's not wanting to get it. See, wanting and not wanting are the same. Mm-hmm. Who would it matter to? What if you just don't care. You don't mind whether you get it or not. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> you must have a death wish. Yeah, that that's yes, you could say that. Yes. Yeah, so you're like, well, thank you for reminding me of that. <laughs> yes, you're right. You can have a perception, you can have a perception that you get it, but if you had a perception that you got any kind of sickness, it's the same thing. And trying to avoid it or trying to deny it, you know, as in I'm not going to get it, that's the same thing as being afraid of getting it. Or I'm not afraid. Here's another thing I've seen is I'm out, I'm out cruising around town and someone comes up and tells me and her friend how scared they are. And, um, and my friend goes, well, I'm not afraid. And, and I'm like, okay, (laughs) that is it. That is it. If you have to convince someone else that you're not afraid, you're actually afraid and trying to hide it from yourself and getting triggered by seeing people coming up, acting afraid. If you're getting triggered by people coming up, acting afraid, that's also a sign that there's fear in your mind. And it's good that they're bringing it up to you. It's really good that they're bringing it up to you. But what I see is for the people who aren't who aren't tripping on the virus, they're like fine with social contacts and everything like that. For a lot of them, they're triggered by the fearful people. And then that's, that's really a sign that there's something there for you. So it's like, oh, thank you, fearful people. I appreciate you. Thank you for acting like that. You know, they're not really fearful, too. They're really kidding around. <laughs> they're, they're doing it for you. <laughs> and it's like... Trip on that too. What's that? People trip on that, too, when you're not as scared and you don't, you know, like when I was at work, Mm-hmm. That's all we talk about. Yeah. Bad, you know, oh, did you hear about this? Did you hear about that? I'm like, no. Did you hear about that? I'm like, no. I'm like, why didn't you hear about it? I go, one, I ain't got a TV. Two, even if I did, I'm not going to pay attention to it. I'm like, why are you going to pay attention to it? Because I, I don't believe in it. I'm like, you don't believe in it? I go, no, I don't believe in it at all. You know, to me, in my world, it's non existent. Uh huh. You know? And they're like, oh, but what happened? This and that. I go, well, say I do get it. Okay, say I do die. I go, but you know what? If I die, at least I die unhappy, not all stressed out. I'm not going to get it. What's going to happen, you know? I go, at least I'm going to die happy, you know? Because I did everything my way, not the way everybody else wants wants me to do it, you know? And it's a bad feeling to feel 
Like, you know, you die and you're stressed out of the game because of something, you know. It's like, yeah, no, I want to die happy as ever. You know, I want to die in a good space. You know, and that's what I believe in. That's why I believe what I believe. You know, I want to be happy. I'm a happy person. I'll always be happy no matter what. You know, and I just wish a lot of people could understand that. You know, it's it is all about love. You know, mm -hmm. it is. Yeah, so all the people that you wish would understand it, you know, you're projecting them to not understand. Mm -hmm. Isn't that fun? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you love it? Yeah, yeah so so any kind of... You, 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 you might notice how there's a little twinge of sadness going on there. You might notice how there's just a little feeling, a little twinge of sadness. So then you can laugh about it because it's your projection of them actually them being that way. Mm -hmm. They're fine. Yeah. They're totally like when you see through the world, you're going to see that everyone's already in eternity. Mm -hmm. There is no one here. <laughs> they, were, they were basically putting on a show for, for you. You're like, you wouldn't believe what I dreamed about you. <laughs> you were so afraid. So we're at the back of the line, <laughs> if we're believing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you for acting like that so that I could see where the, where the sadness was in my mind. You know, it's basically thank you for acting like that because no one is really, no one is really doing that. No one is, no one really is. In their dreaming, okay, because it's like it's all a dream, right? There's all these different facets of the one dreaming. So in their dream, this is real to them, though. So for that, in that, they're, they're believing what they wish to believe. It deserves to be respected. For as long as they like to go along like that, you know, it just all deserves to be respected. And, you know, that's why it's not necessarily, it's not necessary to give people a lot of information when they're asking, oh yeah, I heard of it. Oh, um, are you afraid? And no, I'm not. Why are you not afraid? Oh, well, you know, there's just not anything to really be afraid of because if it comes, it comes, you know. But it's not, it's like, they're not also not wrong. It's like, for me, there's nothing to be afraid of. But well, maybe for you, if there's something to be afraid of, okay, do you want to hug about it? Maybe not, because there's COVID. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, someone elbowed me the other day. It was awesome. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's really helpful not to look at people with disdain for the way their beliefs are because every one of us has been there before or will be there eventually. Or, so, or <laughs> what's that? Or are there now? Yes, exactly. Yes, in the projecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it's in respecting people's beliefs. That's one thing um, with my son. He'll want to start some kind of an argument about, like, maybe vaccinations. Well, hey, I've seen all this evidence and I know that, you know, vaccinations are actually good for you. And he'll start giving me all things and I'll be like, okay. <laughs> he wants a vaccination? I don't think, I don't know if he wants one. I, he just likes to, he just likes to start, start some kind of dialogue that has to do with debate, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a big debate out there. Yeah. And that's not, it's just not interesting to me. I don't have any problem with people if they want to debate or whatever, but that's just not really interesting to me. <laughs> So I just say, okay. And then he might go, but you think something differently, don't you? 
And I go, it seems like I do, but it actually doesn't matter. <laughs> Makes no difference. <laughs> we all have different experiences. We've all, you know, come to different conclusions in our mind, but I don't hold any of my conclusions like a position that I have to defend. I don't hold any conclusions that my brain came to, like, um, I have to use that to protect him. Oh, no, don't get a vaccination, you know. I, I know it doesn't mean anything. I know a vaccination really has no effect on a body. It really has no effect on a body. There's evidence that says it's good for your body, and there's evidence that says that it's bad for your body. And ultimately, a vaccination is an illusion, and the body's an illusion. They're like images on a screen. One of them can't affect the other one. We make up all of the effects. So if I'm going to add fear to the situation, that's making bad effects, you could say. Wrong effects, harmful effects. If I'm going to add any fear to a situation. So people can just have whatever beliefs they need. And then you don't have to be engaged in any kind of argument or people being afraid. People, are, I, I post a lot on Facebook, by the way. If anyone wants to follow me on Facebook, it's, uh, I don't remember. Look up Hope Johnson. Hope Johnson. Yeah, look up Hope Johnson. <laughs> also, Wisdom Dialogues. It's Facebook forward slash groups forward slash Wisdom Dialogues. Oh. Um, when, I get the, when I get the sense, because someone makes a post or they comment on my post, that my, uh, my stuff is annoying to them or making them angry or anything like that. I just delete them so they don't need to see my stuff. I'm not mad at them. They just get deleted. They don't need to see the stuff. It's not for everyone. Well, it's not for everyone. It's not like, oh, I need to keep them around so I can teach them, so I can indoctrinate them to the way I think, because that'll make me feel way more comfortable if people believe like I do. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, I, had, I had a question. So, um, for quite a number of years now, I've been pretty upset about the environment uh -huh. and the degradation of the environment, raping the earth, and, yeah. you know, the loss of the species and, you know, climate change and, you know, all this stuff. And so... Uh, when the coronavirus, you know, has been happening and the planet in many places is getting wrecked, you know, mm -hmm. like, you know, the water's clearing up, the pollution's going away because people aren't running around and, you know, and I just said, wow, you know, that, that is really, that feels good to me. Mm -hmm. And then I go, I wonder if it feels good to other people. You know, do other people sense this kind of, ah, you know, and I'm sure some people do, but a lot of people, you know, they're all upset about, you know, everything else. Um, and so, to me, I feel it feels good. And then sometimes I think, you know, well, you know, why am I so upset about the earth, the environment, the blah, 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 because Mother Earth knows how to take care of herself, you know, and it really has nothing to do with us, mm -hmm. and it's just like, she's a much bigger entity than us little ants, you know, crawling around on the earth doing whatever we do, 
And Mother Gaia has provided this wonderful earth for us to evolve, you know, into whatever, you know, whatever we're evolving into. So it's, I, you know, I don't really, I don't want to be upset. I'm sure, you know, it's this projection that, you know, I'm really upset about this. I, I feel like sometimes I feel this, you know, in my body. I feel mm -hmm. the pain and the suffering and the agony of all this loss. And yet I know it's just a cycle, you know, it's just mm -hmm. a cycle. It's just, you know, in time. So I, I don't want to let, you know, let it upset me. And for like three years now, I'm having these headaches. I mean, these horrible headaches. And of course... You know, you just said, well, if it was a health issue, more of a relationship issue, or whatever it is, it's because of an error in thinking. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. or, you know, sometimes I go, well, why am I feeling all this pain? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't want to feel this pain. I said, well, why not? You know, why don't I just feel the pain and get it over with? <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah. So maybe you could just kind of comment on that. Okay. So for one, the environment, the whole environment, including the earth is actually projected too. Uh -huh. It's projected, it's a brain projection, what you interpret the earth right. to be. Right. So it's all provided for in the mind. It's completely mental. So the earth is also a mental projection, just like the body and anything like that. Uh -huh. So the concern comes up and the concern for also the pain that you perceive is a is pain being projected so all the pain that you perceive in the world can be felt in your own body's energy field it is being felt consciousness is feeling everything and then projecting it outward so it's really the upset feeling that comes first and then the world and when you take it back you kind of question everything that you're making up about the world and you start taking it back you get more and more relief and then you don't have a cause for headaches you actually don't have a cause for it mm -hmm. because you're not making this erroneous thinking and it, the reason why the coronavirus would feel good to someone who's feeling like wow we're raping the earth and all that stuff it's like trading one illusion for another mm -hmm. it's like that this illusion wasn't that good let's go over to this illusion okay i get some relief but it never lasts. That's the way an illusion is. The relief, it doesn't last. People are telling me that they're afraid, like their, their biggest fear is that after the coronavirus, things are just gonna go back to the way they yeah. were. And it's like, who gives a shit? <laughs> it was, it's been, it's, it's been useless for every, it, it's been useless for ever. All it's doing is, look, every every path, no matter where it goes, look, it's leading to death. It doesn't matter. So so who would who would mind which way it would go? You know, we just like in, imprison ourselves by thinking that these things are real. You know, I know there's a lot of, you know, especially here in Pune, where it's almost like, the earth is like the God and it's like, that's their, that's the, the one that's worshiping and, and waiting for the earth to do whatever the earth does and everything like that. But being of the mind and being a projection, 
she's gonna fuck you over too. <laughs> That's the way it is. Oh yeah, we just had seven hundred homes. <laughs> Here in lower, one of them was mine. Yes, because your interpretation is always wrong. Yeah. Yes. Yes. If you're if you're admitting that your interpretation is always wrong, you're being open for another interpretation. Until you can't interpret a world of separation. See, the world of separation is an interpretation of who you are. Mm -hmm. And so you cannot interpret a world of separation. You just keep on looking it over and over again. You know, to for myself, in my mind, I'm admitting to myself I'm wrong all day long. Because I'll get this idea that it's like this and it's like, oh, that can't be. And it's a sense of relief. It's like, ah, thank goodness it's not like that. See? Mm -hmm. You were just talking, it dawned on me that the interpreter, when I start to see the interpreter, it's like now I'm actually observing the process. Yeah. And now I can let the interpreter go. Interpretation and the interpreter. Yeah. <laughs> Both can take a break. Yeah, it's so, really, it's really it's sweet. Not me. It's not me, it's the interpreter. I don't think. That's right. Yeah. That's right. It's just that it's just that the interpretation comes in your voice. So then it seems like it is you and it seems like you're right. Because of the perception that you had, you think you're right. I saw that person being like that, so I know what kind of person they are. You know, you're you you don't you didn't see anything. You don't see you don't see anything. We don't see each other. We don't really see, we perceive. It's very different. We perceive. So we have our own lens that we're looking through and projecting outward. So it's like, do you want to see? If you want to see, you got to look past your perception. You get peace in your heart. And then it doesn't matter how everything goes. In fact, everything goes, you know, you know, it's just perfect for you. So it's exciting. That's what makes it exciting. Not because of what you can do and accomplish in the world, but because of what it's for and who you are. That's what makes it exciting. So hooray, everyone. Yay. <laughs> Let's have a song by Leia now. <laughs> Can I videotape you again? Yay. Is it still call, called videotaping? <laughs> or is it something else now? <laughs> There's no tape, I know that. <laughs> it's a digital recording. Okay, I'm gonna digitally record you. <laughs> is that good? More real than real. Hi everyone. <laughs> this is Leia Mariposa. Yay! <laughs> uh, yay. Thanks everyone for being here to see all your faces. Um, this is a, a chant, a song, it's called Om Namah Shivaya. And um, Shiva is known as a destroyer of illusion. And the destroyer which ends the cycle of time. So um, I work
work with this energy a lot. And, um, yeah. I'd love to share my own personal rendition of this particular song that we have.
We love you, everyone. <laughs> Leia Mariposa is on SoundCloud. Ow! Check it out. Woo! Check it out. Check Yay. I love you. And go to hopejohnson.org for Hope Johnson shit. <laughs> <laughs>